evening, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of Drunk Agile. Uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Again with me is my friend and colleague, Pratik Singh. Pratik Singh and the star of the show, Nisha, in the background. <laughs> and <laughs> it's always the most flattering <laughs> view of her, right? She poses as she wants to. Yeah, that's fine. She, she is what she is. So good, good for you, Nisha. Good for you. All right. Um, Tradition. Tradition dictates that we mention what we've been drinking, and Pratik and I got a little bit of a head start already before we started recording. This will so be a you, good one. Yeah, so do, <laughs> it will be. Do you want to, uh, do you want to share what yeah. you're on? Um, having a Nakantoshan, one that Dan bottled himself, hope, um, Dan's, Dan's again, on his way to Scotland soon, so I'm hoping to get a few more of these. <laughs> it's a 59.9%. Hey, that's, 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 that's not common knowledge, by the way, but thanks for sharing <laughs> it with the world. Yeah. What? Anyway, go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's an Oloroso cask, 59.9%. So that's where we are today. Good. Um, I can't remember. I've, I've done this at least once before, but I think I've done it twice before. This might be the third one, third time that I, I've done this one. Uh, but, you know, a couple of reasons. We're, we're still in the COVID area. COVID area. COVID <laughs> era. Have a couple more, Dan. Uh, we're yeah. still in the COVID era. So, you know, my, my stock is a little bit a little bit low. Uh, I'm going with a, a Glendronic, um, also one that I bottled myself. This is a uh, this is a sherry cask, but I'm not sure if it says what kind of sherry cask. Anyway, I know it's a sherry cask. Sixty percent, sixty point zero percent. So, anyway, hope all of you have a drink out there as well. Slangeva. So tonight, um, we've kind of been all over the place, and I don't know if we'll ever group these into themes or not, but we've been, we've been kind of starting over with Agile basics, or really flow basics. So the last three episodes, again, assuming we do these in order, but the last three episodes were, what are really kind of the basics in terms of practices that you need to have in place in order to get started with, with flow? We alluded in each of those three, we alluded to certain metrics, um, but we never really defined them specifically and we never really, I think, listed them specifically. So we thought we would take this show tonight and talk about what are, what are really the four basic metrics of flow that you absolutely have to measure uh, when you're getting started out with this um, stuff. There, there might be more that you need than these, maybe not, but there might be more, but if, if, you're, not, if you're not doing these four, then as far as I'm concerned, uh, you're not doing flow. So that's what, what tonight's show will, will all be about, the four basic metrics of flow and why you should care. Yeah, so, Pratik, out there might be a little surprised to hear four instead of three, because traditionally people say three. So we'll, 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 we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into what the fourth is. Well, okay, so that's that's the question. I mean, do we do you want to list them all first, or should we just should we just go one by one through them and let's go one by one through them? Okay, well, let's let's probably start with the most. Maybe it's the most obvious. I was going to say it's the most obvious one. Maybe it's not. Um, but when when people think about Kanban, I think the first thing they think they think about is is work in progress. Um, so, so measuring work in progress is is obviously an important important thing. Do you want to start talking us through why? Why measuring work in progress is so important? Well, there, 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 are, there are 
flow metric reasons why it's important and there are also human behavioral reasons why it's important. Um, it, it, let's just, just to first define it, work in progress is the number of items of, that have started but not yet finished. Uh, and, and each and every one of those items is work in progress and the total number is the number of items, yeah, work in progress. Um, that, that is the metric we're talking about, the total number of items that are in progress in your system at any given, given point of time. I lost your- Oh, yeah, I'm, I, I keep I doing this and then I hit the mute button and it goes on mute, whatever. I wanna interrupt you as, what's that? <laughs> How many did you have before? Yeah, I know, no doubt. Um, uh, I want to interrupt you as usual because, you know, Pratik uh, goes a thousand miles an hour and I want to make sure that, that everybody understands and unpacks the statement that he says. Um, all of these metrics are going, going to be dependent on just some basic, basic setup of your process that have to be in place. Yeah, but before we can even start talking about these things. And at a minimum, we're assuming that you do have some type of workflow where you have assumed, uh, not where you have assumed, where you have defined a very specific point at which work has started and a very specific point at which you consider work to have finished. Now there might be more, there might be many of those, but at a minimum, there's one place where work starts, one place where work, work finishes. And all the metrics are gonna be defined that we're gonna talk about are gonna be defined um, based on, on making sure that you, you have that set up. So sorry, sorry I interrupted you. Uh, but you said something very important there, and I wanted to make sure people understood. But that's but but that and that's that's exactly the 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 bound. Those are exactly the boundaries between which, if something exists between those two boundaries, that is work in progress. So total number of items that are in progress with the team, with the we're doing this at the individual level with the individual. Um, that has a further metric reasons and, and, and we will hopefully soon do an episode on Little's Law, which will go much deeper into why controlling WIP is important from a metrics perspective and a predictability perspective, but also just from a human behavioral perspective. Um, when you have a whole bunch of things in progress, when your WIP is really high, your attention or your team's attention is divided amongst all those things. And you will be doing a lot of context switching, a lot of task switching, and a lot less completion than switching will be happening. I think that was grammatically correct. Did you just say then completion <laughs> will be happening? Is that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we said, we, we took a head start on this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I understand what you're talking about. Um, do, you, do you want to keep going or shall I take over? No, no, no please, please. <laughs> so yes, the whole multitasking focus thing is important. Um, from a metrics perspective, though, potentially the biggest reason why work in progress is so important is because two and maybe even potentially um, all of the other three metrics are really defined in terms of work in progress. So we're going we're gonna to talk about cycle time in a second, and cycle time is defined in terms of work in progress. We're going to talk about throughput in a second. That's defined in, work in, in terms of work in progress. And we're going to talk about our, our favorite magic metric. Um, and that's technically defined in, in terms of work in progress, too. I mean, it's, it's so fun. Understanding what work in progress is and managing work in progress is so foundational 
that honestly, if, 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 you don't, if you don't have some concept of understanding what it is and how to measure it, and you might as well just give up because you're, you're, you're really not going to get anywhere unless you have, uh, unless you have that, that basic um, starting point of, of work in progress. So that's, that's, why, that's why work in progress is so important. We'll, we'll, like, like you said, we'll come back to it um, uh, in terms of Little's Law, probably the next episode, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Okay. So that's with, and, and by the way, we'll be revisiting all of these kind of simultaneously as we go. Yeah. So that's work in progress. Um, what about, what's, what's the next one you want to do? It's Pratik's choice. Let's, 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 let's talk about cycle time. So why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, so what is cycle time? As, as, again, assuming that you have a workflow set up where you've defined a start point and an end point, the amount of time it takes for an item that has, that has passed the, from getting past the start time to getting past the done time, that is cycle time. How long does it take for something that has started to actually finish? So when you say amount of time, Pratik, you, you, mean, you mean just work, work, work time, right? I mean, we're, we're subtracting out weekends, we're subtracting out holidays, we're subtracting out you know, non-working hours, right? I mean, right? Cycle, yes, yeah, right. Cycle time as defined is in terms of elapsed time in terms of calendar days that's 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 the that's the standard way of defining it i, I we always get this question why are you including work time, why are you including weekends and why are you including whatever there are multiple reasons why they're included but but the most basic reason is you don't change the definition of the metric to suit yourself that is the <laughs> most basic reason. i don't i don't like what i weigh i don't like yeah. i don't like pounds <laughs> Let's make pounds bigger so that my weight goes down. Now you don't change the definition of the metric to suit yourself. That's the primary reason. There are so many other reasons. Yep. Maybe we, let's let's try to remember if, if we can remember. Maybe before this uh, this video goes out, we'll come back and revisit some of those reasons. But uh, but yeah, you're, like, like you said, cycle time. The amount of elapsed time, elapsed time. And, but what about, what about this lead time? Isn't there, isn't there a difference between, I've, I've heard this lead time thing, is there a difference between cycle time and lead time? What, what's, what's all that about? To me, it, it, the, to me, there is no difference. I guess to, to us, there is no difference. It's just a, for, for what most people confuse, in my opinion, is where that start point is. <laughs> it's, it, you just, your entire process, whether you've defined it thoroughly or not, can potentially have multiple start points at which you start caring about something. And most people think that when the start time is closer to the customer, that's when it's lead time, when it's closer to the team, then it's, then it's cycle time. But frankly, it's all cycle times. It's all different cycle times. Just a question of where did you put that start time? Absolutely. Um, and so in terms of why you should care about about cycle time, the, the the biggest reason is because that's that's really a measure of um, of, of the health and the performance of our of our process. Um, Pratik always talks about. I think we've probably said this five times before. What we care about, you know, in when we're when we're talking about optimizing value, what we really care about is finding out how wrong we are as quickly as possible. Um, and so, most people, I think, they they focus on cycle time for the wrong reasons. Focusing on reduction of cycle time is really all about how do, we, how do we tighten up that customer feedback loop? How do we get that feedback as fast as possible? Because val validating that what we've done is correct or not correct 
is one of the best things that, that we can do from a predictability perspective and from a process improvement perspective. Um, the other big thing about cycle time is inevitably you're going to be asked the question, when will it be done? Mm -hmm. So somebody's handed you a story, somebody's handed you uh, a whatever feature, whatever it is, uh, and you're going to start working on it and they're going to ask you, okay, hey, when's this thing going to be done? So when we, when we start talking about forecasts for single items anyway, for an individual item, like when will this specific story be done? Um, cycle time is the metric that we're going to look at to, um, to provide that forecast. And again, that's maybe something that we can handle in a, in a, future, a future cast. We should probably, every time we say, hey, we're going to handle that in the future, we'll take a drink, turn this into a drinking <laughs> game. Um, hint, spoiler alert though, Little's Law is not what you will use to make that forecast for a single item. Okay, it is not. That's for next time. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Take a drink. Okay. So that's cycle time. Third, third on our list of metrics is throughput. Throughput. Again, for those of you familiar with the Little's Law equation, that was the third metric there in the Little's Law equation. And throughput is, again, you have to. We have to start with the basic again. You have the workflow defined from start to, to done. Throughput is the number of items that are crossing that done line per unit of time, whatever unit of time you're looking at. If you're looking at per week, per day, per month, whatever unit of time you're looking at, number of items that are crossing that finish line, essentially. Yeah. Fast. Throughput. And why, so, why, I mean, uh, we, we kind of, we already talked about why, why out, output potentially output over outcomes is more important, but why, why, why do I care about how much stuff I'm getting done? Why is, why is throughput an important yeah, metric to track? We, we, we go, go back to, this, to the same comment that you made earlier about, we want to find out, cycle time ensures we find out as quickly as possible whether we are wrong or not, if we were wrong in selecting something. Uh, a higher throughput will help us get, find out as quickly as possible uh, how many things we were wrong about potentially. So it, 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 it makes that validation, you're able to validate a, quite a few things as opposed to keep trudging along and building huge things that you're eventually gonna be wrong about. Yeah, um, and, and hopefully, hopefully we've probably done our, our, we've posted our Ditka podcast already, our video cast or whatever the heck we're calling these things. Um, and in that we, we made the point about, you know, Whatever it is, uh, whiskey cast, yeah, that, that, that works. Um, and in that we made the point about how placing as many small bets as possible is one of the best strategies, if not the best strategy, in terms of that optimization of value that, that we, we talk about. Um, and in order to place as many small bets as possible, that means you're gonna wanna increase your throughput as, as much as you can. Certainly balanced against some other factors, but yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's diversifying your, your portfolio. It's, yep. you know, playing poker. It's, yeah, making right. a lot of small bets rather than one big bet. Yeah, any, anybody who plays po out there who plays poker, and again, I think we've talked about this, but, um, you know, poker players talk about this concept of bankroll management. You know, they want to they wanna place as many small bets as they can. Because, um, you know, the longer, the longer you're sitting at the table, the better chance you have of winning, right? If you go home after the first hand, your chance of winning, not so good. Um, the, la the last point about throughput. So before we said cycle time, when, when, we're when we're asked that question, when will it be done? Cycle time answers the, qu answers the question, when will it be done for a single item? 
but there are circumstances when we're going to be asked, when will it be done for multiple items? And when will it be done for multiple items might be, uh, you know, I've got 100 items in my backlog. And how long is it going to take me to get all 100 of those items done? Uh, or it might be, hey, I've got a release coming up in 30 days, 60 days. Or I've got a release coming up in, on November 1st, whatever it is. How many items can I get done in the next release? So whenever you hear items, I have 100 items in my backlog, or how many items can I get done in the next release? Whenever you hear that plural, we're talking about forecast for multiple, multiple items. We're talking about forecast for multiple items. And the metric that we're going to use for that is throughput, which, um, again, we've, we, talked, we talked about Monte Carlo simulation before. So uh, maybe we'll post a link to that Monte Carlo simulation in, in this too. Throughput is going to be your friend for forecast for multiple items. All right, and now the money metric. The, the thing that all of you have been waiting for, the most important metric that a lot of you have probably never heard of, and that metric is? It's work item age. Work item age. What, what, what is work item age, and why, why do we care? Well, I'll, I'll go with what it is, and then you tell me why, why we care. Okay. <laughs> Work item age is, so again, you've, we've defined the start point and the end point. Everything that started but not finished is work in progress. Work item age is the amount of time something has been work in progress. Something that hasn't finished yet has been work in progress. How old something has uh, that, that, that's active right now is. How much time have we invested in this one thing? Uh, that we started but we haven't finished yet that that is work item age and so you might be wondering okay well so what i mean we've got we've got these items in progress why you know why do we care about why do we care about age so you you want me to do that or do you want to start off with some, no, some thoughts right. on yeah that? Why, why why if if if, uh, if we are going to have cycle time eventually on this item anyway why do we care about work item age well that's a great place to start so the problem, the problem with cycle time, if there is a problem with cycle time, is that by definition, you have to have a, a done timestamp. The thing has to actually have to be done before you can calculate cycle time. That's, that's, that's again, by definition. The problem with that is, and I see your, is this your third one? I, I better I, hand, I, I'm not counting. Better hand over the keys. Um, <laughs> whiskey is in progress. So if by definition, cycle time means something is done, the problem with that is if something is taking too long to complete, because remember, we talked about we want to we wanna get that feedback as fast as possible. If something is taking too long to complete, waiting until it's done to find out how long it took um, <laughs> to do something about it, that's too late. So we need, we need as early a signal as possible that, hey, maybe, maybe this item isn't flowing the way that we expect it to, so that we can, we can be much, much more, much more proactive um, in, in the action that we take. And that's, and that's work item age. So, you know, one of the things that we constantly can be doing is comparing the age of items that are in progress against how long it's taken us to complete stuff in the past. So if most of the time it takes us eight days or less to finish stories, for example, and we've got an item that is, you know, to use a software example, we've got an item that's still in development and it's eight days old. That should be sounding all kinds of alarm bells that there is something wrong and that we as a team need to do something about it. Yep. 
So what are, what are some things, what are some, when, when, when those signals are going off that something is aging too long, but, but Pratik, I mean, stuff just takes as long as it takes, right? I mean, what, what can we do? What, yeah. uh, so, I mean, still age, so what? You know, but. If, you, if, you, if you'd asked me probably 10 to 12 years ago, I would have said, yeah, it takes as long as it takes. I'm a developer. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, while I'm in there, I'm going to start these other 12 things, you know, because it's going to be easier for me. Yeah. This, is, this is taking way too long, but that other thing I can do right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's the point at which the, this, this, just, just like the whip limits on your board, they throw a signal out and say, something's gone wrong. We need the team to come together and figure out how to get past whatever has gone wrong. That aging work item is saying the exact same thing. Something's gone wrong. Let's bring the team together, or at least people who know about this item together, figure out what we can do. Can we break this thing up? Can we, can we swarm on it? Are there pieces of this that can, are separable enough that we can swarm on this and, and, and move it through? Um, or is it potentially even the wrong thing to be working on right now? Or do we have some external dependencies that won't be cleared up for two more months and we're trying to push through this stuff. Any of those or any combination of those is, is, is a valid answer at that point. There might be other things we could do, but the, any of those is a valid answer. The, the, the bigger uh, point there is, it's that aging item that has taken a lot longer than anything in the past is, is, a, is a signal for the team to take action. Um, it's again, going back to We've said, we've, we've mentioned him before, Bennett Ballard's quote of, you do predictability, you don't become predictable. Right. Predictability is a verb. That, that is exactly what age um, forces you to do. Watching age forces you to do. It, it, it makes you do predictability. And, and that, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the exact point that I, I was going to make is, um, I think, you know, the, the people that we work with, the teams that we work with, the organizations that we work with, wholly underestimate the importance of age. They, do, they completely underestimate that there are little decisions that you're making every single day. And the impact of those decisions on age is ultimately what's going to dictate whether you're predictable or whether you're not predictable. So if you're ignoring aging and you're allowing stuff just to take as long as, as, we, as it needs to or, or we want it to, your chances of being predictable are pretty much nil, right? I mean, it's not going to happen. If you are diligent every day, every single day, and monitoring this age and taking these actions that we're talking about, you know, breaking items up, swarming, mobbing, um, potentially kicking out of the system, every single day, if you're monitoring that age and you're making those right decisions, probabilistically correct decisions, maybe we should say, um, then all the other things that we talk about with forecasting and predictability and all that, all of that stuff really takes care of itself. Work in progress really even takes itself. You know, most people, when they start with Kanban, like to focus on limiting work in progress. You and I both like to focus on working on age because, or looking at age, because one of the best ways that you can prevent something from aging is to not start it. Just don't start it, you know? And guess what? If you don't start it, it won't age. Yeah, it's what's, what's, what's interesting about that and what's, what's kind of funny about that is you can limit WIP and still have mm -hmm. everything age a lot. But if you're watching age, 
you will by proxy start limiting whip it, it age watching age will lead to limiting whip limiting whip does not necessarily lead to watching age um, absolutely 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 right so the that, that's why we call it the money metric if you are not paying attention to age right now i honestly would stop whatever you're doing god especially if you're doing story points of velocity just seriously dr drop those now i mean what seriously in fact i don't know i don't know that we want you watching this thing if you're doing story points and you believe in story points stop watching go go do something else but if watch go, go, go watch <laughs> this go watch that that was that indian matchmaker or whatever is that the one you told oh me about god. let's not talk about that <laughs> anyway <laughs> we have not not had enough whiskey to talk about that <laughs> so um but if you if you care about flow and you care about predictability and you care about just just overall process improvement continuous process improvement age is where you should be at you if you get age right then your work on all these other things is so 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 much easier so. yeah it's 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 uh, i'm going to go back to to the point you were making this, this is this is the daily daily stuff that you need to do in order to really become predictable in order to really make sure you're getting fast feedback all that good stuff I'll grab an analogy from uh, from steve reed uh, who who says this all the time but if you want to win championships it means you want to win games if well if you want to make it to the playoffs which means you want to win games which means you want to run successful plays which means you need to do the basic blocking and tackling in order to get there and watching age and taking action on that is the basic blocking and tackling that you need to do in order to eventually win your championship yeah no no nfl team just shows up and plays the super bowl right no no football team um just shows up like proper football by the way um <laughs> just shows up and wins you know gets to the world cup final and wins that no no cricket team shows up and wins the the cricket no. world cup right i mean yeah it's it, there, there's basic 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 stuff that you have to do so those are the metrics work in progress in no particular order probably in reverse potentially reverse order although we can debate that um work in progress the number of items you know between that start and end point cycle time the total amount of elapsed time between that start and end point throughput the number of items that have finished that 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 have crossed that finish point per unit of time uh, and then age the amount of time that something has been since it started, but not finished. The four basic metrics of flow. If you want to have an overall sense, like I said before, an overall sense of the health and performance of, of your process, how, you know, how predictable you are, how predictable you could be if you're improving, those are the, those are the things you need, you, you need to track. Just like a pilot tracks, you know, you know airspeed air and altitude and you know, um, all, all of that stuff. These, these are just basic, basic fundamentals that if you're not tracking them, you don't have a shot at flow. So I'll give you, um, I think it's tradition now, we'll give you, you or Nisha, whoever, whoever the case may be. Whoever's uh, awake right now. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the last word on, on today's show. No, and I think, I think we've said this in multiple of these shows. Once again, these, these, these are active things. You do, you, you watch these every day, you take action on these every day. These metrics are, pretty much useless if you're not taking action based on them. You can track them as much as you want, but if you're not using them to take action, uh, they're, they're, they're useless. At that point, they're just vanity metrics. So. Perfect. And with that, I'm now empty. 
Um, so that means, slam it, slam it, slam it. So that means I think it's time to call this, uh, this particular show a wrap. So for, for Pratik Singh, for the star of the show, Nisha, in the background, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you for joining us for, for tonight's uh, episode, uh, for tonight's show. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs>